What is up Ascenders? My name is Brian Henry and I'm the founder of the Ascend Academy, an online platform, school and community that is uniting and activating lightworkers. If you believe you might be one of the souls that have come to this planet at this time to serve the awakening and the ascension of our planetary collective consciousness, we may be looking for you. To learn more about the Academy and to initiate your activation, head on over to academy.togetherweascend.com. Welcome to your awakening journey. Today's destinations include higher consciousness and actualized potential. If all ascenders could now please be seated in a comfortable meditative posture, we're about to ascend. You are now arriving at your host, Brian Henry. What is up, Ascenders? Welcome back to another episode of the Awaken Podcast. And if this might be your first time arriving here, coming across the show, I do want to welcome you. My name is Brian Henry. I'm the founder of TogetherWeAscend.com and the Ascend Academy, and your host of the show. This one was a fun one to have. I was in a good energy, and this was supported by the great energy that was present before me. Miss Lori Ladd is an absolute powerhouse when it comes to leaders in the ascension process that we as a collective are undergoing. The way in which Lori has been able to cultivate a sense of trust in herself and her guidance and align with that has opened her up to receive quite a bit of information regarding the ascension process she's working with the galactic federation of light who is guiding her in sharing this information through a poppin youtube channel i don't want to be too focused on the numbers here but i think a youtube channel of 75,000 subscribers and i think it was 350 videos today says something I think that share volume of people tuned into what Lori's doing speaks to the sort of impact that she's having and with the information she's sharing and just how important this information is. And so if you're ready to hear from someone that understands the shift that is taking place on this planet and in our bodies, the shift in experience and state of consciousness that we are all undergoing as a collective and as individuated consciousnesses if you already learned more about the ascension process you're gonna enjoy this one Lori Ladd is an expert and teacher of ascension and she does have quite a bit of great information to share so let's dive into the interview this is my conversation with Lori Ladd um okay let me let me just give me a moment here to express my gratitude for you um all that you're doing it's you're you're serving and you're as you know i mean you know all this but i'm sure it feels good to receive it um you're so appreciated so supported so loved and i honor that i honor that i acknowledge that um and that's just me the human me brian henry saying that to Lori, but that's also one saying that to one um you're doing some amazing things for us thank you 
Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to, to connect with you and see what unravels. Why don't you start with just giving me any introduction you feel called to, to put out there? I don't like titles, so I'm like, oh, what's my title? Um, so I am, uh, I teach all about ascension and awakening and how we are moving into higher states of consciousness. And I really break it down into very, very simple and easy to understand concepts. So it's not, it, it's not overwhelming for us. Um, and really what I do is it's, I always like to call it a remembrance because I'm just reminding all of you what you already know, but you forgot because we're in this dense third dimensional field. And so we're kind of shrouded in this density that allows us to sort of have amnesia or a forgetfulness as to why am I in this body again and what am I doing and what's going on externally right now. Um, so that's what I'm here to do. And, uh, and since March, really, it started amping up. Uh, when I was around 13, I was told by my guides that I would be wow, assisting. Wow, you're really in young. In March, you were 13 years old? No. <laughs> <laughs> when I was 13 years old, I remember my guides saying to me, you're going to be helping with this ascension process. And it's going to be a time that's going to feel very tumultuous. It's going to feel like the, the world is sort of ending. Um, and you're going to be walking people through this process. At, at that time, it was 1989. And we had this idea, the spiritual community, that it would be really a lot like kind of lifting people up into like craft or like spaceships. And people were going to need to like leave the planet because it was going to be so corrupt and, and chaotic. Uh, and, and now we're seeing that it's quite the opposite, that we're, we're, we actually have to stand here and go through this chaos. Um, but this is why I'm here. And, and really, this is why most of us are here, is to, is to courageously and sometimes excitedly and sometimes, you know, not so excitedly uh, go through this most miraculous, miraculous physical shift in consciousness. Um, it really is why we're here. And it's the beginning. And, it, and so for me, it's a really exciting time, even though I do honor, you know, the, the suffering and the struggle and the, and the, you know, the other things that are happening with humans at the same time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The question that comes to mind is, why are we going through this? Well, I mean, that's a long answer, but the short, the, the, uh, the cliff note version, if you're, if you're old enough to know cliff notes, um, the cliff note version is Earth began her existence in a fifth dimensional consciousness. Millions of years ago, when Earth birthed herself into this planetary form, she was actually in a 5D field. Um, and humans were actually in 5D. We were never in 3D. Um, what happened after millions of years is this, uh, people like to call it sort of like the fall from grace or a fall in consciousness. And that was when Lemuria and Atlantis was around, right? Many of us have lived lifetimes in the, in those, on those continents, and they were 5D consciousness, 5D uh, existences. And after millions of years, I won't go into it, but I, I've done videos on it, that there was a fall for humanity, and they moved down into a third dimensional field. And so really what we're doing now is like playing catch up to get back to where Earth originated so that we can move in her original design or her original intention, which was uh, in a, in a, a physical ascension 
from a fifth dimensional form into a seventh dimensional form. It's really quite simple. That's really what this is all about. It just is complex in a third dimensional realm. And, um, and so we really are warriors. We really are uh, the army that is, has chosen because we have free will, have, has chosen to be here in physicality, in bodies right now, assisting her back and assisting humanity back into this 5D consciousness. So it kind of seems like that's the reason. It's like, yeah, that's the reason. Um, but it's also such an honor. It's such a gift. It's such a power to be able to know that you agreed to this and and even if you don't think you did or you don't know if you did or you don't think you're doing anything to assist, you are just by being in a body. Um, mm. You being spirit or soul, higher consciousness, you know, however you want to see yourself outside of physicality and physical body. Mm. By, uh, the planetary consciousness being a fallen consciousness, would you say that this was a choice that she willingly made or no so mm. i mean yes and no so okay. yes and no so she she understood free will so she's a consciousness as well so she had all these human bodies on her right in 5d in 5d consciousness 5d bodies 5d consciousness field and you're in a quantum space and so when you're, in, when you're in a quantum field, when you're 5D, right? When you're holding a 5D consciousness and you're standing in a 5D body, which by the way is where we're going, you have access to, you understand how the quantum field works, which means that, if, that you can tap into any other energetic consciousness in any now moment, as long as you are vibrating at that consciousness. So if you're in a 5D consciousness, it's easy to, to start to tap into lower consciousnesses. It's harder to tap into higher consciousnesses because as a 5D consciousness, you can easily move down into lower states of consciousness, right? Like we can, for instance, let's just talk about us right now, right? It's a lower state of consciousness would be fear, anger, rage, right? It's not that hard to kind of tap into that, right? You're like, oh yeah, I can go there just like this. I can feel that consciousness. But if I say, okay, I want you to feel present moment. I want you to feel unity consciousness. I want you to feel abundance. That would be challenging. That would be a little bit harder to tap into because it's a higher state of consciousness, not too high, but it's a higher consciousness, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're in a higher consciousness, it's easier to move down into lower consciousnesses. Long story short, these 5D bodies were starting to tap into lower consciousnesses. And after millions of years, they were able to pull the earth. So she watched this was not her intention whatsoever, but as a being understanding free will, she allowed it to occur. And as long as she didn't get physically destroyed, she would allow it to go until, well, she allowed it to go until the Atlanteans almost physically destroyed her very similar to what what we saw happen around like 1920s 1930s when we started making these atomic bombs and we started really starting to create things that could physically destroy the earth plane um 
But yeah, so she, long story short, she did not interfere. She could have interfered, but she didn't because she understood free will and she allowed free mm -hmm. will to play out. Mm -hmm. Now, another question I think it's really important to, to have answered is, Lori, what is your source of information? How do you know what it is that you're sharing with us? Great question. So this is just my truth and it's one of millions of truths, right? So there's, I do not hold this as the truth of all truths. Um, I got this information from the Galactic Federation of Light. The Galactic Federation of Light, you can think of as higher dimensional beings like ourselves, but not in bodies. And they have been, they're like the earth's guides. Like, you know how we, like most humans, all humans have their own guides that are not in physicality and they're assisting the human and through their human journey. Well, the galactic federation of light are higher dimensional beings assisting earth through her journey. And the, I have a, a council of 12 of these beings that work with me and they give me this information and then I share it. And it's almost like they're showing me a movie. That's kind of how it comes through. So it'd be like if you watched a movie and you came out of the movie and someone said, what was the movie about? And you told them and you're like, yeah, but how do you know that's actually what happened in the movie? And you're like, well, I saw that. That was what they, that I saw the movie. That's what happened, you know? And you, there's no way to necessarily prove that what I'm saying is true. All I can do is just say, here's what they gave me. My role here is to tell you and you can take it or leave it. Like I have no, um, I have no pull on convincing anyone of anything. It mm -hmm. either resonates or doesn't, um, but I still have to share it even if I sound crazy. <laughs> I have, I'm really looking forward to hearing you answer this question as well. Yeah. Why do you share it? I have to. So it's almost <laughs> like this is why I'm here. So it's like, um, it's like if you're a teacher, right? And you walk into your classroom and you know you you have these uh the, the the curriculum right here's the curriculum right it's your curriculum but it's the curriculum and you walk in and it's like well why are you teaching them that it's like well that's what i'm supposed to do that's my role that's my job right you don't question it you just teach them and each teacher in second grade or third day grade may teach it a little bit different right um so it's a feeling of like well this is i don't have a choice this is what it's this feeling of like, this is information that you need to share and you need to share it to humanity and whoever receives it, receives it. And whoever, it's not going to harm anyone. So we need you to give this information out. Um, and so I feel like I'm a messenger or like I'm a, I'm of service to the, to the Galactic Federation of Light for humanity, right? So it's like, this is how they get their information out to remind people of what's going on and the bigger picture and um, and that's how I show up every day. You know, that's a lot of times there's, I'll do videos and it's like, I don't want to do this video. And they're like, oh, no, 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 you got to do the video. Um, and then I do it. So it's, a, it's really, I know that I have free will. I know I can say no, but it's this gut, guttural, like, oh, no, 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 you don't have a choice. You have to do this. <laughs> See, I'm glad you actually, towards the end of there, uh, mentioned the free will because where I more my mind went with things as well. Of course, you're still making a choice though, right? You're yes. still making a choice. The choice you're making is out of feeling like you don't, that you just have to, you have to. Yeah. 
But I think there's more we can unpack in terms of the motivation. If there, there's some, and perhaps it's just going to be different ways of saying the exact same thing, which it probably will be. Um, but I guess another way of looking at this is what's your experience like sharing? Well, in the beginning, it's not, it wasn't fun. So in the beginning, really? oh, wow. oh no, not at all. It was, it was nerve wracking because how do I know this is true other than it's my truth, right? So, so at this point you were still, you were in a space, well, even probably more so than of I'm, I have to do this because I'm supposed to, but you didn't want to on, on some level. Yeah. So about two years ago is really when I started pulling in this information. And okay. the best way that I can describe it is like, you're about to go do a public speaking engagement and you're nauseous and sick to your stomach and you don't know how it's going to go. Um, but you know that you have to go out and do the speech. That's how it was in the beginning. It was this feeling of like, how do I know this is true? Um, what are people going to think? What if this isn't true? Um, what, where am I going to go with this after I, like, I, there was, there's no definitive anything when I started bringing in the information and sharing it on YouTube and on Instagram and Facebook, it there wasn't, I couldn't hold on to any definitive, like, this is what's going to happen next. And then this is going to happen. And then we're going to do this with you. So it was very much a present moment state with them. It all, it still is. And so it was nerve wracking. It was uncomfortable. It was edgy. It was, you know, it, it was a very huge learning curve for about a year of, there was no part of me that was like, oh my God, I'm so amazing. I'm a rock star. Like I am so cool. Mm -hmm. There was all, it was always this like, you know, just sort of feeling into how am I doing this and, and getting comfortable with trusting what's coming through. Whereas now, like I, I don't have any sort of fear. I, it's, it's almost like it is such a knowingness now in my being that, and I trust my guides so deeply that I don't question anything and I just share whatever they tell me to share. Um, but that, that took time. That took two years. That, that took a lot of practice of channeling them. It took a lot of practice of trusting them. It took a lot of practice of watching the reaction from humanity. Mm. Um, so it took some time and now it's just like, it's still very present moment, but now it's more of like, Oh my God, what are they going to have me do next? You know, sort of, um, it's a co-creation or, or partnership with them. Um, I do what they ask and then I, and then they, they, you know, they support me in whatever ways I need. So that's really mm -hmm. how it feels with me. Um, mm -hmm. But I always am hopefully trying to put a, bring out, a, bring across that, um, especially when I do really edgy stuff like the reptilian one or the Clint, uh, the Trump video or any videos where it's really edgy and really like, Ooh, be careful. I always am like, listen, this is not, this doesn't need to be your truth. Like there's no part of me that's like, this is the truth. This is the only truth. And you got to believe it. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I don't hold that whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So I really try to make sure that that is, presented in the energy when I, when I speak, because that's how they are. 
They don't mm -hmm. care. They just want to get the information out. If you, if you resonate, great. And if not, great. They have lots of things to do. So it's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah, um, there's no attachment to the outcome. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, yeah. how does that fit in with, because, well, you tell me, when you started to see a positive response in your reality, and not just the audience, but I'm sure um, there was some sort of sense of this is right, being received or being supported by what it is that you were experiencing um, in, in your experience, in your reality. Um, there's no attachment to the outcome, but would you agree that that response kind of made it easier to cultivate that sense of trust? Oh, a thousand percent. Like, you know, that's the challenging piece about channeling and about trusting your guides, right? Because you have guides, I have guides, we all have guides, we all have, we all receive information all the time, all the time. And for me, it sounds like my own voice. That's how I receive it. So it sounds like I'm talking to myself. It sounds like I'm going crazy. And so the most difficult piece to receiving messages and to trusting your guides and the guidance is that you, you, you have to choose to believe it. And the challenging piece about choosing to believe it is that there's nobody on the sidelines saying that's correct. What you just heard is correct. Yep. Keep going. You know what I mean? Like there's nobody that's telling you bingo, you got it. Let's keep going. Right. So you have to blindly trust what you cannot physically see. Mm. And it's, it's the most challenging piece to receiving guidance and trusting it. So for me, as I was doing one-on-one -on -one sessions and channeling these galactic beings and channeling, you know, ascended masters and channeling the angels over and over and over thousands of sessions in two years. I mean, so many sessions, it's ridiculous. I was able to trust for the most part. I mean, there's still, I still doubt, right? Mm. But I'm, I, I have a pretty strong certainty and confidence, but it was, it's only because I was doing it so many times with the public and I was receiving feedback of, yes, that resonates. No, that doesn't resonate. Oh my God, I saw the exact same thing. Oh my God, I felt that. Like that validation 1000% creates confidence when you're mm -hmm. connecting with, for me at least, I'm sure there's tons of channelers that are like, I don't care if I get validation, but for me, it absolutely assisted me in continuing to trust what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. I think that's so just going to happen naturally. I don't know if there can be any way where a channeler or anyone is going to be met by a positive response in their experience. Um, Posit have positive experiences as this sense of trust is um, being being cultivated and unfolding. That's that's I think the there's such an important message here, and that moving into it is the only way you will know. And that knowing grows, and you'll have reason for that knowing to grow. And that knowing's not going to grow because someone else told you this is the right way. This is the way things are. You're just going to know. And it's not even about other people believing you at that point. It's just about moving deeper into what you know, remembrance. That's exactly it. And, and, and I tell people this all the time. Nobody can choose to believe it but you. So 
you have to choose to believe it. That's the only option you have. Well, you have two options, believe it or not believe it. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to not believe it? I say this over and over and over again. Like, why are you going to not believe it? I, I, I Believe it. Believe those little things you hear. Believe the little voices you hear. Believe it. That's the only reason I'm here where I am right now. That's the only reason. The only difference between me and anybody else is that I actually said, I think I'm going to believe this. I think I'm going to sit down and continue talking to this imaginary person wow. being that I can't see that's in my head. I'm going to trust it. I'm going to choose to just say yes. Cause there's no difference. I don't have any better abilities. I don't have it. My third eye isn't more activated and open. Like I just said, I guess I'm going to have to just trust this blindly in the dark without any validation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think on some level, we can say that you're choosing that for you. Yep. Right. And, and, it, and this is our birthright because this is what we, we came here to do this with that, with this guidance. Um, and it's not easy to remember that. And it's not easy to connect to that guidance. Um, and it takes practice and commitment. You know, we are, we are a culture that we want instant gratification. And, and if we don't get it, we'll quit. So, well, I sat and tried to connect with my guides. I got nothing. Okay, so that, what does that mean? You're going to end? That's it? We're done? You're, gonna, that's, you're, you're, you're over it, right? Or I connected for a couple of times and then I got nothing for a week. It's like, okay, so then what? Like, it you're going to stop trying? Yeah, it took me months to hone in and do this. It took me, and it, I mean, you know, it's, for me, it didn't happen overnight. For me, I had, I had a practice. I sat, I, I worked, I learned, um, or I remembered how it, how it happened. And nobody said, yes, this is correct. I had to choose to believe it. And for me, again, I think this is really important for me it sounded like my own voice. It sounded mm-hmm. like, and it still does, except now I'm very acutely aware of like, I know where they're coming. I know where they're at energetically in the room kind of. So like, I can feel that it's an energy outside of me. So, and I can feel sort of like where they may be. Um, but it still sounds like mm-hmm. me because it's filtered through me. Your voice, yeah. Yeah. The energy is filtered mm-hmm. through me. Um, but you're translating born. it. That's that's one way I like to think of it. You're translating the energy into words because yeah. they're not they're not somewhere speaking words. <laughs> yeah. no, they don't speak language. <laughs> yeah. so, they don't have yeah. language. Yeah. And uh, I guess the uh, the big point that you're making there, I imagine it's even more challenging to to cultivate a sense of trust in yourself when you're hearing your own voice because again. Inevitably, I think even um, you're going to have that thought. Am I crazy? Am I, am I, is this just all in my head? Yeah, maybe it is. Then you hear that voice. Yeah, maybe it is. And that's actually the voice you want to hear because then you're ready. Then you're ready to say, I'm okay with this not being true. Now let's see what happens if I, if I move into it and, and consider that it might be true. I love that. I'm okay with it not being true. That's genius. I'm okay with it not being true. 
is perfect because then you let go of the expectation of it being true. You know, mm -hmm. I always like to say, you know, just imagine it's your imaginary friend that you're talking to, you know, I mean, you have to start engaging. You might as well just start playing and having fun with it and enjoying, you know, I've got a, I'm doing a channeling class this Saturday, a four hour webinar on channeling. And I've got people kind of nervous and well, what if it doesn't work? And well, what if I don't connect? What if nothing happens? You know, and my response to every single one of these messages is, why don't you just show up thinking like without an expectation or a judgment, without an attachment to anything and just have fun. Like, let's just play and receive and have fun and take away all of that human sort of conditioned, oh my God, I've got to hear and I've got to receive. And what if I don't? That means I'm not connected. That means I'm blocked. That means I have issues in this. What, like, we are way too concerned with being perfect mm -hmm. and, and doing this. Like, I've got to do this. It's like, there's nothing to do. Like, literally chill and like try to have fun because if you know beyond a sh the, the, the key here is, do you know that you have guides around you? If you don't, you gotta, you gotta go back to step one, which is, I believe there are guides around me. Because if you don't do that and you try to skip to channeling, you won't, you won't trust what you're hearing because you don't believe they're around you. You gotta start with step one. Do you believe you have guides around you? Uh, I guess, no, 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 let's go back. Right. You have to, you have to 100% believe that like, like you do your name. Right. And if you don't, then work on that piece first, because you're, there's no way you're going to believe messages. If you don't believe they're around you, you're going to always mm -hmm. doubt it, mm -hmm. you know, and to experience any, anything, I would say you must first believe it. Bingo. That's what creates the sense of the experience. And that's, that's why we do what we do. <laughs> that's so why we do what we do. Because we got to experience what it was like to believe and create an experience. And then that becomes the motivation. I am choosing to believe the thing that feels good, that lines up with a feel-good experience. It's true. It's how we manifest. It's how we intend. It's how we create. Mm -hmm. We believe it first. Mm-hmm. And then you bring it into your reality. What we do as humans, I think, is we want to believe it, mm -hmm. right? We really want to believe it. And then we skip to like the, 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 the having it as a, we, we may not actually believe it yet a hundred percent, but we're so impatient. We will try to skip to having it, whatever mm -hmm. it is that you're trying to believe to be true for you. Um, and it's in that skipping the part of full 100% embodiment of that truth. Because once you have that full 100% embodiment of that being your truth, whatever it is, whatever you're intending, whatever you want in your reality, when it's embodied 100%, nobody can take it from you. And so it no longer becomes a desire. It's a reality in your now. And so what it becomes is, you know, can't wait for it to happen. I can't, right? So if you think about it with your guides, it's like, oh, I 100% know that my guides are with me. 100% knowingness. I, it's in my beingness, right? Then it's like, oh, chill. When, when am I, what's, I can't wait to what, <laughs> see what happens next, right? There's not this like um, craving or need to, 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 to mm -hmm. you know, that feeling where you're like, oh my God, I need that. Well, that means, yeah, <laughs> it's because you don't, you don't, yeah, you don't have that knowingness 
Mm -hmm. That knowingness that you have it. You already have it. Yeah. Yeah. The only reason you would feel that is if you're perceiving of, you're believing that there's something that you want that you don't have and there's something of this now present moment that you're deeming not enough. There's something that you want to be different in this moment. And then that creates a sense of this isn't enough, right? So if you're looking upon something as this is something I want and I don't have, right? From that place of trying to get it, you're creating this idea that, well, I'm not content. I'm not content with what there is. But when you come into the state of fullness, of wholeness, of it's all here for me, which you start with, you don't wait for that to happen in the physical. You don't wait for that, for evidence for that. You decide that I'm going to feel that so that I experience that. Exactly. Bingo. Yeah. And that takes practice because we are programmed to do the opposite, which is everything I need, desire, want, etc., is external. And I've got to go find it externally and pull it into me to fulfill mm-hmm. within me what I desire, need, want, whatever that is. Um, and yet when you start awakening and start shifting, it's like, oh, I don't, I don't need to desire or want anything external if I already know that it's in my now moment right now. And all I have to do is hold that knowingness. That's it. I hold it. I, I embody it, whatever that is, whatever, whatever piece that is. There's nothing external that is going to, it's almost like there's a, this, there's like an energetic, like a, a hose that's going out from you. So when you crave something outside of yourself, right? This is what they're showing you right now. Let's say you crave a relationship or a job or money or message, you know, connecting with your guides or not feeling pain anymore, whatever it is, right? Visualizing that there's this like hose going from your physical body out to whatever that is out there that's going to make you better or make you happier or fulfill you in some way, right? So in doing that and seeing something external that's going to fill you in some way, there's a leak. It's like there's an energetic leak happening and you're giving an energetic, you're giving your energy out to something outside of yourself, Mm -hmm. right? And so if you, whatever that external thing is, if you come back into your full beingness, block those, those little uh, hoses and recognize that in my now moment, I'm whole and complete. I'm whole and complete in my now moment. I have pain. Okay. I'm lonely. I wish I had a relationship. I don't have enough money. I wish I had enough money, but in this now moment, I'm whole and complete. I'm, I'm, I'm whole and complete and practicing that piece. Right. And that Creating, intending, and designing your reality, you have to start from there. If you try to intend and create and design a reality by opening up the little peephole and letting a hose go out to something externally, then you're allowing this energy to seep from you. It's like you're, you're, it's like you're, it's your 
Yeah, there's a disempowerment to that. Um, it's not that you don't, you won't receive those things. And it's not that those things aren't important. It's that they are not, they don't make you who, you, who, who you think you need to be. So mm -hmm. it's tricky, but it's like, you, you, you gotta, it's the opposite of kind of how we've been doing it. Um, if you come from a place of empowerment, I can have anything I want. I can connect with my guides. I can create any job I want. I can create any relation. That's a different feeling than I need. Mm -hmm. I can, I can, I can create it all. Where does that, where does that energy come from? Uh, an empowered sovereign state, even in the midst of physical pain or loneliness or depression or whatever is you're experiencing, it's no longer going out because I need something or I'm disempowered and it's going to build me up. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but that's a, that's a practice, man. Right. Like that yeah, takes practice. Yeah. I think the key point in adopting this practice and really, really giving it and starting to give it the focus that it, uh, it needs and it's, it's asking for is that many are still stuck waiting for validation outside of themselves to start practicing or start feeling the way they wish to feel. So for example, empowerment, right? If we're deriving our sense of empowerment in what we're experiencing and we place and we accept this belief that, well, I shouldn't feel empowered because here and here, this and that's happening, then you'll struggle to cultivate that feeling within yourself because you're thinking that you need a reason of the physical to give you an invitation into that feeling to give you permission to feel that feeling you don't need permission to feel that feeling and hear this it's more important that you feel the feeling than what you think you're going to get from being in that feeling because as soon as you start to feel that you realize hey this is what i wanted all along the feelings what matters most. I only wanted those other things because I thought it would make me feel the feeling. Well, why don't you go straight to the feeling? God, it's so true. So I'll give you a personal experience I'm having right now. Total vulnerable personal experience, but I think it's important. I love it. So I am single right now. And the last like two months, I've really started feeling ready for a man to come into my life. Um, Listeners maybe are about a this. month and a half. <laughs> and so in the beginning for the, I would say for the past, okay, so let's just say six weeks, I've been sort of beginning to open myself up to this meeting energetically. I'm saying yes to this. I'm opening my field and I'm, 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 a, I'm, I'm being in a receptive state, but here's what happens to me based on my previous experiences in my life, my Akashic records and everything that's happened. I deal with abandonment issues, right? And so that's an Akashic record I brought in. And so when I start to feel something towards a man, I will feel this disempowered state and a clinginess like, oh my God, is this, is this the one? Okay, maybe he's the one. Maybe this is, what the, this is, this is what's going to give it to me, right? Like, oh, oh, okay. And, and I find myself doing that disempowered. Oh my God, I need that to give me what I'm asking for. And what hit me is exactly what you said, is about a week ago, 
I said, wait a second, pause, Lori. My guides were also telling me this. You have got to come from an empowered place of not needing that. You don't need that to feel what you are hoping to feel once you have it. And so what do you feel when you have a relationship? How do you feel when you have this man in your life? How do you feel in this now moment knowing that he's already here, knowing that it's already in you, that it's already, it's a piece of you. You, 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 you don't need it. And when I started to shift myself out of this disempowered state and brought myself into an empowered state of like, oh, it was this sh shift of, I'm going to trust no matter what, that it's not my job to go find it. It's not my job to cling on to any of it. It's not my job to, to play in those old patterns. And instead, it's my job to stay sovereign and whole. And in that deep knowingness, that it's just going to be like, whew, and there, I'm not going to play in those old patterns of disempowerment, those old patterns of abandonment, those old patterns. So it had to be a shift internally of me no longer opening that little thing and watching a, a tube go out and let my energy go to that mm -hmm. which I'm really craving. It was a massive shift. It was a massive shift of empowerment and sovereignty um, because we believe that we need things and, and that if you can, exactly what you said, if you can feel that feeling now, you won't have the clingy, needy feeling for it, even though it's an intention and a reality that you're creating for yourself. Mm -hmm. Shifts everything. And you'll enjoy the process of moving towards that desire so much, yep. so much more. Because then it becomes about the, the fun, the enjoyment of seeing that come to life. And it's this constant unfolding of just greater, more expansive. And, and when you practice it, then it becomes fun because you're like, oh my God, what else do I want? Right. Mm -hmm. And not me, mm -hmm. but like, Ooh, like, okay. So let's think about other things I'm going to feel. Right. Cause I'm mm -hmm. already it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't need it. It's just a completely different way of being. It, it's so different. And, but we have to practice that um, baby steps, baby steps. And how do you practice it? You become the observer right? You've mm -hmm. got to observe yourself. If you can't observe yourself, then you're not going to realize where you are and what you're doing, right? You're not going to have any idea. So you've got to start stepping out of sort of, you know, I have to step out of Lori the human and I have to watch Lori the human. Oh, look at Lori the human is now doing this, this, this. Oh, Lori is now attaching to this, this, this. Oh, Lori is now feeling this, 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 right? So I see myself from the observer. Like I literally, I'm like, Oh, look at Lori. You're now doing this. Oh, look, now you're doing this. Right. I don't become it and I'm not it. I'm not mm -hmm. in it. Mm -hmm. That's how you start to make sh changes. Mm -hmm. Because when you become it, it's, it, that's what creates a sense that there's something missing, right. By, by limiting the definition of what you are. And that inherently limits you in what you're capable of. So we don't need to define ourselves. Now, at the very same time, that's a process of creation, right? Creating these, these 
imbuing meaning into our experience and into our identities, but you do it from a perspective a awareness that I'm not that, I'm playing that. I'm playing that. I'm, I'm creating that. I'm controlling that. But what I am, in essence, is, is something far more expansive. Exactly. Right. And when you come from that place, like I am whole and I don't need, but it sure would be fun because I'm human. Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't right. need, but it would be fun. Right? <laughs> I like that. And you come from that place. Uh, it shifts it. It shifts it dramatically. And I encourage the audience to think about what it feels like when you are craving or needing something. It's a, it's a really uncomfortable feeling which creates suffering. So watch when you are really craving or needing something. It becomes anxiety provoking, stressful, mm -hmm. worrisome, um, as opposed to, oh, I'm solid right now. Like I'm good. If you know that you're sovereign and safe and taken care of and protected, right? And a lot of people don't think that, don't know that, don't believe that. So that's also a piece to this is like, what, you know, regardless of what my bank account says or the job I'm doing, do I feel sovereign? Meaning, do I feel, do I feel safe in my body and in my light? Do I know that I'm going to be okay? Right. And the answer may be no, not right now. I don't think that. Okay. Well, at least you're honest and you're, 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 you're honoring where you're at. It's going to be very challenging to be able to not need when you are feeling unsafe, when you are feeling unsovereign, when you're feeling disempowered. So you kind of have to start from scratch, which is, okay, where am I, what am I feeling right now? Right. Do I feel, first of all, am I in my body? Right. Do mm. I feel, <laughs> am I even, am I even here? Right. Like, wait, am I, am I present in my body and my breath? Um, can I even stop for a moment and breathe and be present with me? You know, you got to start there. And then what is it that I'm required? What, what is it that I'm desiring? What is it that I want? What is that? And then when you pinpoint it, then you say to yourself, okay, do I need it? Yes or no. Meaning, am I clinging? Do I want that so badly? And if so, is there a way to turn that need back onto myself and say, what if I already knew I had it? Mm-hmm. What if I already knew I had it? Mm -hmm. Because in another now moment in the quantum field, you do. Mm -hmm. Anything you desire, you already have. I love how you just kind of threw that in so quickly. <laughs> Sometimes it, it makes me laugh that some of the things that we say, we, we just, we take them for granted and it's, oh, it's obvious. Yeah, yeah everything in the quantum field you already have, of course. And as I was saying, <laughs> but someone just listening in my, wait, what We're just, like, what? what did you just say? <laughs> but yes, of it. course, obviously, Lori, like you don't even need to mention that part. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true because if you, whatever you're craving or desiring or wanting, a huge piece of that is because there's an aspect of you in another now moment in a different frequency that's experiencing that. And so what you're doing really, not to go too far out there, but what you're actually doing is you're tapping into a moment that you're having in another now where you are experiencing that. And so you can Im almost imagine that you're in a, in a previous now moment in a different frequency, a little bit lower frequency, tapping into that version of you that already has that. Mm -hmm. um, and so 
one of the ways that you can sort of move through desire, I don't know why we're talking about desires and, and intentions, but this is obviously what's so flowing. Yeah. It's flowing. So, and I'm actually, I think it's great that we are getting so practical because I mean, I think we can both agree that it's coming forth because that's what wants to become uh to come through and that means someone's gonna hear it and benefit from it oh, yeah. um, but i'm i actually had that thought too i'm like here i am talking to Lori lad and <laughs> we're talking about manifestation <laughs> there it is. You know anything about Lori? i just maybe to put some context to this Lori's ascension and that's that's the other thought that kind of occurred it's like well we are talking ascension we are talking absolutely we're, we're making it practical and we're making this it is real. this is this is this is how you do life from higher states of consciousness this mm-hmm. is how you practice it and this is the practicality of all of the terms and all of the words we say and this is the practicality of it because and i think that intending creating your reality manifesting these types of things is in the forefront for all of us all the time um and so what i and especially with like addictions right you know the last six months i went through a massive clearing i had an eating disorder for like 15 years and it subsided for quite some time and then it reared its head during COVID and it got really loud. And I was like, oh, how are we going to get through this in this moment? Right. And so the way I worked through these loud voices, the eating disorder voice that I hadn't heard in quite some time, I did this technique, which I'm going to share, which is, and it worked. You're in a moment now, vibrating in a frequency standing on a road let's call this road a timeline and when you're in this frequency that your body's holding and you're experiencing whatever you're experiencing for me it was the eating disorder behaviors right uh thoughts i'm experiencing it there's nothing i can do about it other than acknowledging and honoring the fact that this is what's my in my now moment and if i look down that timeline or that road it looks like holy cow this could this could be a process i could be doing this for god knows how long mm-hmm. but what i did was i jumped into the quantum field and i saw myself a version of me that was completely cleared that no longer had it how did i do that i saw her i felt her i spoke to her i knew her It was an absolute, this is us going back to like the beginning of this conversation. It was an absolute knowingness that I was already completely cleared and healed. You couldn't take it away from me. And I saw myself in that other timeline. Mm -hmm. Here's the key. My role was not to figure out how to get there. Okay. A lot of times as humans, we're like, well, how do I get there? How do I get to that timeline? I'm going to get to that timeline now. When you do that, you are moving yourself out of the now moment. You're trying to get out of the now moment that is actually designed to move you there. Your role is not to try to work around your now moments to exponentiate or, you know, to accelerate this process. Mm-hmm. And so what I did in my now moments is I held compassion and love for myself. What did I care that those eating disorder were, that sounds were happening. Why did I not care? Because I knew that there was another now moment that I wasn't gonna be in it. So I was like, F it. I'm in it right now. No, yeah. I don't care. 
I'm going to love myself and have compassion for myself, which is key. And as long as I hold with 1000% certainty that I'm already done, that there is a timeline and a version of me done, nothing's going to stop that. Nothing. That's how the quantum field works. That's how you manifest. That's how you create. That's how you intend. That's how you do it. You have compassion for where you are now. You love yourself from where you are now. You don't try to change it, fix it, figure it out. And you hold with a billion percent certainty that there's a version of you in another now on a timeline where whatever it is you're creating and wanting is already done. Full Bingo, trust. that's it. Full trust. Yeah. Full trust and full surrender. Full and it's in the belief that full you trust. don't need to, to do anything to make that happen. You don't. When you're in a quantum space, which we're all in, you don't need to do anything but stay mm -hmm. present, know that you're there, and then sort of take the, take the everyday sort of note. So like, for instance, with my eating disordered thoughts, right? I was always aware of, oh, here they are again. And it's not like I devoured and was like, oh my God, I'm just going to let my eating disorders devour me. I was conscious of like, okay, what could I do today? to not play in them, right? So if you're, if you're looking for a job or you know, doing something that requires an action, this doesn't mean that you sit back and say, okay, well, I've already intended it. I'm already doing it. So I'm, not, I'm just gonna sit back and wait for it to happen. That's not what I'm saying. Like we, we, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping people understand that. Like there, are, there is action that you take throughout your life in the now moments to, to engage create Yes, you're co-creating with this mm -hmm. version of you, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you do not just sit back and say, oh, well, Lori said that it's just going to jump in half. <laughs> you, know? you are co-creating, so you're moving with it. But the, the piece that's important is that you don't deny, resist, or try to get out of the now moment you're in. And that's the big piece. You surrender to the now moment and people don't like surrendering to their nows because they think their now is the only now and it's going to continue. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, mm -hmm. that's not the case. So it's a balancing between the now moment you're in that you don't want to be in. That's so uncomfortable. And the next now moment that's already there that you can't reach or feel or be in mm -hmm. yet. Mm -hmm. That piece is the, that's the dance. Mm -hmm. Like I promise you, you're listening to this. I promise you a thousand percent from my own experience. If you give yourself compassion and love, and if you hold and practice holding every now moment, a thousand percent certainty that there is a version of you that either has what it is you are having or, or is experiencing whatever it is that you're wanting to experience, it will happen. It will happen. Mm -hmm. And that's that knowingness, right? That like, I already am. I'm already whole and complete. I don't have an eating disorder, right? Even though in my now moment, the eating disorder thoughts are going rampant in my head. I also know beyond that, I'm whole. Mm -hmm. Having that faith to what the, the magic does that it does is when you have that faith, then this moment becomes far more enjoyable of a one it becomes so much of an easier one to maneuver through. It's actually the resistance to this moment that causes for that suffering. So it's, it's right there. The, the way, the means by which we allow for that experience to pass on through most naturally is 
I'm, I'm going to be okay. Everything's transient. Nothing lasts forever. And that's this opening where you just surrender. And then in that surrenderance, because when you've t- truly tapped into that, then you realize that there's nothing really wrong here anyway. Yeah. And that is another huge piece that we're all at being asked to step into right now, I bet, more than ever. And holy cow, is that hard. It's like, you know, you're, you're, you're going up the roller coaster and you're like, oh my God, this is going to be a huge, like a huge, uh, uh, what is that? Um, drop. I think what's that called when you go down? It's yeah, a job, huge no? drop, right? Yeah. Huge drop. And you're like, oh my God, this is going to be so scary. Can I do it? Can I do it? Can I do it? Right? And so the you anticipation, <laughs> you don't have a choice. So you can either go like screaming and kicking or you can say, all right, this is, this is it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just, I'm going to try to enjoy this because I, I'm in it. Um, and there is an absolute flow that happens almost like the dam erupts when the dam kind of blows up, when you let go of trying to control and get out of that which you don't like. Mm. Um, It's the opposite of how we have been programmed and designed to live. We've been Mm. programmed and designed to fix, to change, to get out of, to be be comfortable, not uncomfortable, to be in control, not out of control, um, to do, 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 not be, be, be. And the way we are designed to be as higher dimensional, multidimensional humans is in a complete and utter state of surrender and trust and openness mm-hmm. and expansion and allowing, even in those moments where it's not how you would like it to be, because that's when the floodgates happen. That's when it, when it opens. Mm-hmm. It's the difference between practicing wanting to change something in this belief that you're going to be happier or better off in some way had things, if things were different into practicing just loving things as they are. And what we're saying here is you will always, always find a greater sense of fulfillment, joy, and peace in the second approach of I'm going to practice loving and being okay with right now. Well, and I, if you think about what's happened to a lot of people in these last six months, you know, it has catapulted us into being in higher states of consciousness, whether we believe that we are or not, I guarantee you, most everyone has been experiencing themselves in higher states of consciousness. They just don't realize that that's what's happening. So many things have been taken out of our lives. Many things have been, um, many ways that we have are used to experiencing our now moments are gone. And so we're having to live in very different ways right now. And it's asking us to get more present. It's asking us to get more simple. It's asking us to love more and more our family and our friends around us, right? There's a lot of things that are changing and have been changing for us that have kind of re-evaluated our, our lives. And, and how we see our lives and how we're living through our lives um, and what really matters, right? What, what really matters has been probably questioned by a lot of people through this massive uh, pandemic, massive COVID uh, domino that has rippled um, and it's designed to. That's what it's designed to do is to literally kick 
ourselves into being in these higher states of consciousness that we would never choose to be in. Trust me. Moving into higher states of consciousness is not easy. A lot of times it's not fun. And many times we wouldn't choose to do it because it requires, because it requires you to be uncomfortable. It mm. requires you to trust when you're not used to trusting. It requires you to surrender when you're not used to surrendering. You don't even know what that means. It requires you to let go of external when you don't know how to let go of external. It requires you to listen to your own internal guidance when you have been forced to listen to everybody else other than you. You don't even know how to listen to yourself. What do you mean listen to myself? I don't even know what my own truth is. Well, there's a problem. Uh, we got a problem. If we can't even figure out what our own truth is, that's, that's one of the big pieces that we've been noticing. Wait a second. What's my truth? What, what, what is my sovereign truth right now? I've been mm -hmm. programmed to hear everyone else's truths, right? So there's these states of consciousness, loving myself. I don't know. I don't like doing that. Having compassion. Oh, I'd rather not. Can I just stay really busy? Loving the trauma loving the pains. These are things that are moving into higher states of consciousness that are not easy. And, um, and a lot of times, if you're not consciously sort of choosing to do it, you won't do it. Mm -hmm. That's why the domino had to, it had to happen that way because we were ready. Humanity was ready. The planet was ready. We were holding enough light to do it. We just didn't realize we were. So it was like, oh, they're ready. The earth's ready. The humans are ready. Let's do it. Let's give them COVID, you know? And uh, boom, here comes the first physical shift in consciousness. And millions of humans were literally kicked in the booty and, uh, and they woke up. And those that were already awake really jolted into more of an awake, awakened mm -hmm. state. Um, What's coming through is that we're going to go in that direction regardless. But it's in you choosing to be in harmony with that will you experience that sense of ease through the process. So that's, I think, what, what it becomes about, allowing ourselves to, to go with it with grace and making that about just the sense of, of ease and peace that, that comes with that rather than fighting the current. And that's, that's another way of saying fighting this moment, which completely mm -hmm. comes back to everything that we're describing, the wanting from a place of believing that right now, or I am not enough. A place that a lot I, of people are still in. I am not enough. I mean, if you think about that statement, I think a lot of humans would probably say, well, I don't think that. I don't think I'm, I think I'm enough. Well, I don't think that. And I think if we dive deeper into it and we really sit with that, I think a lot, I think a lot of humans unconsciously hold that programmed belief about themselves. I mean, if you think about the educational system, it's set up in a way where we are many educational systems, not all around the world, but a lot of educational systems are set up in this way where you're, you're graded. There's a hierarchy, right? Um, there's this feeling of like, they're better than I am. Um, sports, think about the competition. Think of sports, think of picking teams. I mean, there's so many things you can look at where you're like, there's always somebody better than you. There's always, there's always this kind of judgment. Um, 
not always, but I mean, that's just the, the third dimensional kind of consciousness that we're in. Um, and it, it probably holds a huge piece to what we're stepping out of. Mm -hmm. um, oh, letting go of. That I am not enough. Yeah, um, definitely. Because the opposite of that, like, you know, think about, you know, duality. The opposite of I am not enough is that I am whole. I am whole. Right? Yeah, and that's and what that's we were it. talking about. That's it right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm feeling inspired to to help maneuver this conversation in a direction of some of the stuff that you are best known for discussing because I definitely have a, um, I just saw your face light up. That tells me yes, further <laughs> validation. Um, I know it's the stuff that lights you up and I'm lit up by the, um, the inspiration and knowing that I'm going to get the opportunity to ask you more questions in this realm. Um, let me take a moment and see where I kick things off, off here. Ooh, perfect. I heard you put in a video, the body is ascending. Take it from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we are higher consciousnesses. You can call it a soul. You can call Sorry, it a I want to add a little bit to that. It was, yeah. more, it was more than just that. It was, that's what's ascending. So not just the, the phrase, the body is ascending. You're, you're making it clear that that's actually what's ascending. Correct. So, yeah. So you are, you dropped in, you incarnated, right? You're, you're, you, whether you believe there's a heaven, right? Well, obviously you're going to heaven and your body isn't, right? So there's a soul, there's a spirit, there's something other than this physical body that is you. And you're incarnated into this physical body, experiencing this third dimensional reality through the lens of a personality and an ego and a physicality. A physical form is taking you along for the ride, okay? You are a higher consciousness. You're a higher, you're, you're, you're beyond a third dimensional consciousness. Because if you were third dimensional consciousness, you would be physical like a phone. You'd be physical like lip gloss. You'd be physical and you're not. So when we talk about ascending and ascension, you as a higher state of consciousness are already in higher states of consciousness. You're already in a higher frequency. It is your physical form that is in third dimension. It is your physical form that is the vessel standing in third dimension. And it is your physical vessel that is taking you on the journey of experiencing higher states of consciousness in this human experience and in this human journey. So it is the physical form that is manipulating energy or shifting into higher states of consciousness so that it can vibrate out those frequencies in order to shift the collective so that it can assist the planetary body in moving into higher states of consciousness. And it allows you, the higher consciousness that incarnated, to experience different states of being. You're experiencing this ascension process, but you are not ascending. Your human body's ascending, but you are way beyond a third dimension. And so you, you, it, it, it's, you're not, you're not, you're not, it's, it's beyond, it, it, you can't ascend because you're, you've already 
shifted you're out of experiencing ascension you're experiencing it and it's your body that's giving you that 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 uh that journey Mm-hmm. So you're not moving into higher states of consciousness, even though that's what, how I always say it. Oh, you're moving. Mm-hmm. In, it's your body. Mm-hmm. And then you are experiencing higher mm-hmm. states of consciousness as your humanness based on the frequencies that your body is holding. And how would you describe, <laughs> this is a loaded question. How would you describe the shift in experience as we ascend? How, well, what, what is the difference in, what we get to experience, what we will experience, and what we are continuously um, experiencing more of due to this ascension process? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question because it happens very slowly. I, I always like to call, I always like to reference the ascension process as like your hair growing. A lot of times it's almost like you don't really realize that you're shifting mm. into these higher states because it's just a very slow process. It's designed to be slow because if it happens too quickly, it can be psycho. You could have a psychotic break. You could have um, your, your body could literally get sick. Um, too much energy and too much frequency and shifting too fastly can literally stop your body from working. It's that's how empower. That's how powerful energy is and frequency. You know, it's like an electrical current. Um, it can short circuit. So it's slow, right? But what happens is you start to notice yourself experiencing your realities differently. You'll start to slowly notice reactions and responses to people are different. You'll start to notice maybe you're able to hold compassion for people a little bit more. Maybe you're not as irritated anymore or as angry. Maybe there's people you don't want in your life anymore. You're like, God, for some reason, I'm just not feeling these people anymore, right? Maybe you're all of a sudden feeling a craving to do an exercise or, a, or an or experience that you've never done before, right? You're like, I feel like I need to go walk every day to the ocean, or I feel like I need to shift out of the job I'm in, or all of a sudden my, my diet is changing. So it's very small little things mm-hmm. that start to shift in your reality that show you that you're starting to move into higher states of consciousness. You'll start watching, not watching things. You'll start needing to meditate all of a sudden. Like, why the hell do I need to sit and meditate all of a sudden, right? All of a sudden, your, your choice in music is changing. Um, little things start to change. Little by little. Gradually. It's just a gradual change, mm-hmm. right? And if we're not aware of it, we'll be like, I'm not shifting. And <laughs> I'd be like, really? I beg to differ. I, I, you probably are. You just don't realize it. Time starts to get weird and funky. You're more present than you've been, but you don't realize it. You're not buying into like the thoughts and beliefs that you have all the time. Mm-hmm. You're sort of becoming more of an observer to them. Um, you're feeling more. Oh my God, I'm feeling this today, right? Uh, so th- these are all ways that we start to shift into these higher states of consciousness until all of a sudden it becomes normal. It becomes the new normal. Um, and because this is a constant, gradual process, we will always be shifting. There's always mm-hmm. new ways of being. Um, yeah. Yeah. The yeah, more I you are observing, the easier it is to see how to, you're to shifting. notice that exactly. Yeah. I think I was actually going to say that right. The more aware you become of what it is you're experiencing, the more you'll be aware of how things are changing. But I think you're doing a really important thing here in making it clear that, you know, it's a gradual thing. And if you're not looking for it, you're going to feel like it's not happening. 
But one thing I think that can really help people is look at if they're in that space where they don't feel like too much change is unfolding and there's no real positive shift. Look back at how things were two years ago, right? Look back at how things used to be and really consider how has your reality, how has your experience changed? Not, not just your life, not just intangibles, but how you experience your reality. How has that changed? And whenever I ask that question to someone, they always say, wow, yeah, it's, it's changed quite a bit, right? So I think that's important because in acknowledging ourselves for that, in acknowledging that we are in fact ascending, we bring exactly what we we're just saying. We bring greater awareness to the process and then you get to experience that more fully. You get to experience that shift more fully. You're more aware of it happening. You feel good about it happening. And I think it also kind of picks things up as well because you're noticing it more. Bingo. I keep saying bingo to you because you're so right on. Because I've never said that before. And I have to say, like, I've never put it like that. I've never thought of it like that. But you invoked that in me. Having this conversation invoked at me. So I just want to again, express my gratitude for because I know that's exactly what comes mm -hmm. from from connections like this right mm -hmm. um i i in this experience in this connection expansion occurred and it was portrayed and and shown in in something i said that i've never said or thought about before so thank you beautiful um please do continue to support me in my expansion and all <laughs> those that that get to to so wonderfully experience you as well i think what's important about what you just said also is if you are believing that you're not shifting and if you are holding the belief that there's something wrong with you and that you're stuck and that this sucks and everybody else is kind of shifting and i'm not and why am i still feeling these things then you are literally holding on to the rock in the river so tightly that you're not allowing yourself to float down the river where the water is allowing you to just easily go right so if you know and you hold that knowingness listen unequivocally 1000% I don't it doesn't matter what you're experiencing you are shifting into higher states of consciousness and it is a it is your choice it is a choice to believe that and if you are holding on to the rock saying I don't think I am I don't think I am I don't think I am um, things are suck things suck in my life and I'm always feeling these certain things you're just perpetuating it mm -hmm. if you let go of the rock and say what if all of this is for my highest good? What if this is the shift? What if I stop trying to control it, right? Because I hate it so much. And just we go coming back to our original statements that we were talking about earlier, right? Like if I knew I was ascending and if I knew everything that was happening in my now moment was purely strictly for my ascension journey, which it is, how would I be? How would mm -hmm. I experience my now? Mm -hmm. Well, because that's what I do everything that comes into my now moment i don't care what emotion what thought what belief what person what experience what event i know that it is always allowing me to shift into higher states of consciousness that is how i view my now that's how i view everything so if i have trauma come up my eating disorder thoughts come up a, a, you know um abandonment issues come up anger rage depression sadness irritability i don't care what it is whatever comes up i'm like up. Oh, I'm going to float down the river with it, which means I'm just going to allow it to be. I'm going to just feel it and just keep going. What else am I going to do today? I'm going to get my green juice. Great. I'm feeling irritability. 
what else am I going to do today? I'm going to get on a podcast. Great. I'm feeling rage. I don't attach to it. I don't grab the rock and say, holy cow, I'm not ascending because I'm feeling these things. I say, bring it. What else do you got? Let's go. I'm, I've got this. It's a completely different state of being and it allows for a, a much easier and graceful way it's to navigate it. And it's your choice. It's your choice how you do it. No one is, is you have to choose. You become sovereign and free and you have free will, right? It's, it's, it's huge when you really remember and know no matter what, you're shifting, you're ascending, you're on that river. Off you go. Off we go. That's, that's the perfect way, I think, to begin wrapping things up here. I, um, there's a reason why you came back to Full Circle, and I hope uh, all those that were listening were able to, to spot that. We, we came back to, to what you just elegantly described. Trust, surrender, make it easy, let go. It all serves you in your highest good and in your ascension. Thank you for inviting us into that frequency. Thank you for encouraging us to embody that within ourselves. And thank you for being an inspiration in that you're a role model that is doing this within yourself. Lori, you're absolutely incredible. Everything you're doing is absolutely incredible. I'm actually kind of glad that there's just so much more that I know I can ask you because that just means I'm going to be moving quickly when I get you back on the show. Yeah. Um, and Let's another one again. after that. And another one after that. I am. I feel like we just got in. Like we were like, Wait, <laughs> we just started. <laughs> I feel like I barely scratched this. I know. I really do. Um, but that says two things. It speaks to the depths of your awareness and and what it is you have to to share. Um, and it just again means that we get to unfold more and more of this and in, in more experiences in this connection and as well as coming forward and, and serving the all as I know we both feel inspired and passionate about doing. Let's do it again soon. Yeah, for sure. Lori, thank you so much. This was, this was absolutely great. I got to say, and I'm not just saying this, although I hope none of my past guests hear this, but this was my favorite <laughs> one in a while. <laughs> oh, thank you. I had a really good time. It was, it went by really fast and um, it flowed really well. Um, this could have been a three hour conversation easily. Yeah. So thanks for having me on. Also, thank you so much for what you're doing. I, I really honestly believe that like the podcasters and the YouTubers right now that are like, that are literally getting this information out are such powerful warriors of light right now, because the information is getting out there. And it is, I don't think that you guys get the acknowledgement or the credit really of just how potent that sort of radar is that you're doing right that that pulse out with each podcast that pulse out with each youtube it's like it, it really does have a massive ripple effect and um mm -hmm. so i just want to reiterate that uh, that what you're doing is really important really really important so thank you it's important that we know how important what we are doing is yep and even being in the human body and being a mom or a dad or whatever is important it's important all of it is. It's all important. Lori, before you go, just uh, quickly, if there's anywhere that someone can learn more about you, get involved with what you're doing, anything that you want to point our listeners to in terms of being able to connect with you. 
Yeah, you can find me on YouTube at Lori Ladd, L-O-R-I-E-L-A-D-D. Kind of hard to miss with the yeah. channel that great. <laughs> it's a good, it, I do almost, videos almost every day. And then I have um, Instagram and Facebook, same name. So L-O-R-I-E-L-A-D-D. Great. And the links to that will be in all the uh, descriptions, podcast notes. Um, go check her out. And keep your eyes open for when she comes back again <laughs> yeah i'm excited we can have specific topics or maybe not we'll just go with the flow but uh yeah there's so much more we can dive there's into so oh. much and i'm looking forward to it yeah sorry once again thank you so so much ascenders that is unfortunately going to be all for now for <laughs> this one until next time keep ascending Senders, that's going to be all for my conversation with the amazing Lori Lad. I hope you enjoyed it. And just know that there's going to be many more like to see this one. Um, I think as you probably heard in the, the interview there, we are only scratching the surface. <laughs> I've gotten the chance to experience the depth, um, or at least some of the depth, to Lori's insight and the power in what she has to share the videos that she's posted on YouTube, which again, I do highly recommend you check out. But I just know that we together have so much more to, to share. And that's why I'm definitely planning to have her back on very soon. Uh, we talked about this after, but I think we've got some live, live streams in the works. So keep an eye out for when those are going to be happening. And again, uh, there's, there's just so much that we both feel called to, to put out there with regards to this ascension process. So if this is something you're fired up about learning more about and discovering within yourselves, remembering within yourselves, I hope you keep an eye on and I hope we continue to serve you through these conversations. Quickly before we go here, got to put out the invitation so that those that are ready to hear it do so. The Ascend Academy is uniting and activating lightworkers. If you've heard the call to serve the shift in consciousness taking place on our planet today, and perhaps become a leader in the ascension process yourself, these are the types of individuals we're looking for. The activation process activates in an individual their higher purpose. So if you know that there's a higher purpose within you waiting to be served, and you can feel that there is more that you are here to give. I do invite you to come check us out and see what's going on in the Ascend Academy. You can find us at academy.togetherascend.com. That's where you'll learn more. And that's where you can initiate your activation. Senders, thank you for the ongoing support. Thank you for tuning in. Feeling very fired up about continuing to serve you through the podcast as I'm starting to cultivate a momentum with having more of these conversations. I hope you've been enjoying them and I hope that they continue to serve you. So until next time.